right, so what you're about to hear is a conversation Tanner and I had with good friends of the show, Rachel Munn and Christopher Kolber, from one of our live events at the ACOAP Spring Seminar in Phoenix, Arizona, where we talk about emergencies outside of the hospital. I was inspired by being a member of the audience yesterday and something had, someone had said something, and so all of us can relate to this. Think of a time when you're like, no, I'm not a doctor right now. So for me, it's being, is there a doctor on this flight? Or if any of our children play sports and someone falls down and the first thing they go is, hey, Chris is a doctor. And you're like, not right now. I'm dad (laughs) watching my daughter play soccer or no, not right now. Because what we honestly are thinking is there's nothing in this field that I can use. Can't get an check. There's no CT. There's there's nothing here except Gatorade. I'm as poor as kidding. Gatorade and so I guess the question is, where's the worst place you've been asked? Aren't you a doctor? I was on a flight. This is like in 2009. As I date myself, I had military orders to go to Kosovo. So we were arriving in Germany. I sat next to this person, and I had my cell phone. I'm listening to music. And it was one of those, hey, I was started talking, where are you from, blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to Kosovo, and I'm flying to Germany. He goes like, yeah, I'm going to Germany too, yeah. Military, oh, well, thanks for your service. Yeah, I'm a doctor. Oh, well, thanks for your service. You've been to Iraq, you've been to Iraq. Oh, my goodness, this is great. Earphones in. Because <laughs> I was done talking. And then, of course, the batteries went out on my phone. I go to sleep. We land as we land. It's like, doom, doom, doom. And then I wake up, the bing. Is there a doctor? And he stands up and goes, this guy right here, and he went to Iraq. <laughs> He could do everything. And I'm like, is it Germany? Where the hell am I? And then it's like everyone. So I, now I have to stand up. I can't lie anymore. He did everything except gave out my military ID card. And so I'm standing up. And you know, like those patients that are seizing. And then by the time we get to the room, they're doing this. <laughs> so as I'm walking up, I'm like, oh, my goodness, I don't want to be here. And as I'm walking, people are patting me back saying, thank you for your service. I was like, stop touching me. <laughs> and so I go to the front, and this guy's in the front of the plane. And I'm glad, you know, he's finished most of his seizure. And so, and I look, and everyone's looking at me. And so now, because he was actively seizing, it's a scene. Like, it's not one of those, I'm stomach ache, or it's like he was actively seizing. And we, for us, we're used to seeing people seize. But for the common person that sees a grand mal seizure, this guy needs an exorcism. <laughs> And so I walked to the front, we just landed, and everyone's kind of nervous, and you could hear kind of, and they're like, there were other children, like everyone saw it, and, and I just go, has someone called 911? And they're like, yep, it's coming. And so I'm like, yeah, it's coming, he's going to need some oxygen. And I have no idea why. Is there, are there any pilots here, anyone pilots? Apparently you can press a button and the air things drop, I mean the, the mask. Scared the shit out of everybody. I was like, we need oxygen, bow, bam! I'm like, this is not helping at all. This is not helping. I couldn't believe it. It was like the worst time. And then so they walk up and they're like, this guy's from the military. I was like, please stop saying that. <laughs> stop telling people I'm a doctor and stop telling people I'm I was a dentist. Right. I'm a dentist. I'm yeah, not a doctor. I, do I with told everybody. And they said, oh, well, I'm so glad you're here. Can you ride with us to the hospital? I have military orders. These aren't travel orders. It's like, thank you for your services. Like, you've got to be here at 0800, Chris. <laughs> and I was like, no, I can't. And it was like, oh my God, you're going to leave this patient. I'm like, oh my God, I'm about to go in Germany in this ambulance. And no one's even asked me for my ID. So I'm in this ambulance going to this hospital. You speak German? Thinking to myself, oh my God, they're going to kill me. Because they're like, 
where's Colonel Colbert? He's supposed to be here at a certain time. Yeah, there's somebody at the bottom of the escalator waiting for you. And my phone was off, so I couldn't even call anybody. But it just so happened when I got in the ambulance, I was like, look, and I communicated what was going on with the military. So one of the gentlemen let me use my phone. So it was kind of cool because at the end, I was in the newspaper for that really nice soldier that helped this guy in a seizure, and I didn't do shit. But that was my story anyway. I can't beat that. (laughs) (laughs) Typical Chris. He's like, boom, here's the greatest story possible for this. I love it. I love it. Anyone else? Anyone in the audience? Soccer games? Bus? We've all been. There we go. There's a hand. So I was enjoying myself in first class flying back from Phoenix to Philly and the notice went off, is there a doctor on board? And I'm thinking, I just sat there for a minute. And then they sound a little bit more panicky, so I thought I would get up and see. So I told the flight attendant, I'm a physician. So I'm going down the aisle, and it comes up, comes up another guy up who declared himself as a physician. He walks up to me and goes, what's your specialty? Emergency medicine. He goes, ophthalmology. He gives me a high five. Fuck, buddy. He goes back to his seat. He's like, not it. Yeah, not it. It was great. Yeah, nice. It's amazing. Nice. We got one back there, Jim. So this happened to me five years ago. I was post-night shift. I got up. I was drinking my coffee. It's like noon. I hear this tremendous crash outside of my home. I knew something bad happened. I got up. I ran outside, and I see a man laying in the street, and he looks like he got hit by a car. He looked like he was a runner, and I went up to him, and he grabbed my ankle, and I'm like, Sir, are you all right? And he looked at me, and he went, my babies, my babies, and I turned my head, and the lawn was littered with bodies, seven of them, and I was in my pajamas with no bra, and I screamed at my children, get my stethoscope, get my phone, and then I started triaging, And um, the dad was in the road and the the mom, and she was like, the lights are on, no one's home. I got someone to hold C-spine. I ran to a baby who was seven months old. She was upside down in the mangled coach. I lifted her up, and you hear me on the 911 tape go, not today, baby, breathe. (laughs) And I opened her airway, and she took a breath, and God bless my neighbor who's a school teacher. I said to her, I go, hold her mouth just like this, come and get me if she stops breathing again. And so now I'm on the phone and I identify myself as medical command and I said, I need five helicopters. And they're like, okay doc, five helicopters. Everybody starts coming. And the end of the story is is that they all survived. Uh The baby had a skull fracture. That's a huge, yeah, that's... Yeah, Did the helicopters come? She had a skull fracture. She broke every rib on her left side. The dad had multiple internal injuries, open fracture. The mom had a C2 fracture. Thank you, Jesus. I was like, hold that neck. But in the end, I considered it the finest day of my career. The finest day. And to this day, they send me Christmas presents of angels every year. And... It was the one time that I said to myself, was this what my life was all about? Uh And it was like the best day, worst day, and bravest day of my life. That is an excellent story. I'm not not crying. You're crying. I'm not crying. You're crying. That's incredible. Thank you for your service. Man, we were expecting stories where we did not need to be there, but like that was, you needed to be there. 
Absolutely need. Yeah. yeah, you needed to be post night shifts in your pajamas without a bra on. <laughs> no. That is an excellent story. Wow. Yeah. So to, to get back to the ridiculous ones that aren't as, we'll tell one. So we were with some friends on a couples retreat, and so we're out on our with another group of people doing jet skis, and there's like 20 people in this group, and we're literally on a beach that's 20 minutes from our resort. I have nothing on me but a swimsuit and the life jacket they made me wear. And somebody falls and like has like a concussion-like incident. They're bleeding from their hair. And they're like, hey, that guy's a doctor. Hey, little, get over here. This guy doesn't, the guy doesn't speak English. So I'm talking to the tour guide in Spanglish, which is like sweep the floor, con esta broom. Like it's not like there's a lot of good Spanglish out there in me. And we're trying to like communicate that we need to leave the tour. And he's like, no, no, tour not done. And I was like, we probably need to go back. <laughs> like, tour done now. I'm like, tour done. I will take them back to the resort. No, 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 tour not done. Tour not done. Need tip, need tip. And I'm like, who here's got their tip with them? There's this whole like thing where I had no tools, didn't speak the language, was with a bunch of people who were inebriated on jet skis. And yeah, it was, was a bad call. So now I don't go anywhere fun anymore. So I'm worried that that's going to happen. That's an interesting point, though, because the second I sit down on an airplane, like I've got a mimosa, right? So what do you do then when you've already had one or more mimosas on your plane? You can cancel yourself out, just go this. I'm a doctor. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want you. I don't Never mind, want you. we don't need I don't want you. And, and as someone who is the non-drinker in a group of podcasters. It's always you. It's always me. And it's funny because whenever Drew's not up here, but whenever we travel, Drew's just like, just remember, man, I'm going to be too intoxicated to take care of everybody on this flight. <laughs> he just like sits back like it's like no big deal. And I'm like, this is not funny. <laughs> but yeah. it is, though. It is funny. <laughs> it's not funny when a resident does it to you either. Flying with the chief resident, going out to Vegas to a certain conference, and they start the flight by telling the flight attendants what we do, and I looked at him and I was like, rookie move. <laughs> and to get me back, of course, halfway through the flight, it's, oh, wait, I know there's a doctor here. And so the flight attendant comes to our row and says, hey, we need a doctor. And he promptly looks at me and he goes, he's the attending. Rookie move. <laughs> and it was the worst patient, of course, because he was pale and diaphoretic and his heart rate was 30. And I said, well, what do you do? He says, I'm a preacher. I said, so can you pray for yourself? <laughs> it's true. Sad. Yeah, my- saying. Resident pro move right there. Yeah. I got back. He had finished a Bloody Mary. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Anybody else? Not for nothing. You can get any drug that you need on a plane either. Like if I go like this, I go, anybody have a nitro? Boom. Six hands go up. Yeah. You need an Ativan? You got one. Like, yeah, there's a lot of Ativan a lot of medications. A lot of Ativan. My husband is a basketball coach, and he notoriously throws me under the bus every time somebody gets hurt. There was one time I tell him, do not, I am not your team doctor. Do not call me out of the stands. I'm sitting up there watching the game, and one of the opposite team's players, one of their better players, got taken out, hit her head, And the next thing I know, my husband is looking at me. So I'm walking down out of the bleachers, take the girl in the back. She has no idea where she is. She doesn't know what day of the week it is. You know, none of this. Her coach comes running over to me. And, of course, I'm wearing the competition to them T-shirt. And he says, can she play? And I'm like, 
no. (laughs) (laughs) And I heard one of the parents go, she's just doing that so we will lose. And I told him, she can't even count to 10 right now. I'm like, you need to take her to the emergency department. And then after that, I went and I went to my husband and he's like, is she playing? Is she playing? I'm like, I'm not having this conversation with you. I'm going back to the bleachers. Stop calling me out of the bleachers for your opposite team. It's funny, like, you think about all the weird places we can get called into trying to be an ER doctor. And the reality is, is you really can't be an ER doctor anywhere but an ER. Yeah. yeah. And you, like, you almost have to turn into like, oh, okay, I'm an urgent care doctor today. And uh, yep, you need to go to the ER, call 911. Yep. Like, that's the, like, you, you just look at them and say, yeah, that looks bad. You should go to the ER. And you call 911 and say, okay, see you later. It's yeah. true. It's tough. It's very, very tough. It's really hard to say no, though, when you have like, group of people staring at you expecting you to do something i have to tell you though i have put a shoulder back in at a ball game a little girl that dislocated you know it's not like she's a big bulking guy i could very easily do a quick manipulation and popped it back in and then i told him take her to the er get an x-ray make sure nothing fractured but that was actually pretty good because she was wigging out and everybody after that everybody like you know was thrilled to death that i was there but now that i go to the ball games and i think everybody knows what i do that if anybody gets hurt like the entire bleachers turn around and look at me (laughs) to see if i'm going to come out of the bleachers or if i'm just waiting you, you might as well make it official and make some money off of this. Say, okay, pay me. I'm the team doc. <laughs> make it a thing. Well, there's another question that we could dive into in the last 10 minutes. When you've done these things, like on a plane or in Germany, did you get compensated at all? Honestly, just with kindness. Like, okay. there were so many people that said thank you. They, I was on the new, in the newspaper looking like this. I'm supposed to be reporting right now. And that was my fake smile. I thought just that, realistically, there's no monetary value to what yeah. we do. Yeah, no, there isn't. And um, people offer all the time sometimes, but it's the thanks and the gratitude. And as was communicated, sending angels every year, people, that's what resonates with people. And for me, that's what I remember. The other stuff, yeah, I remember the guy saying, this guy's a doctor, but I also remember everyone saying, thank you for your service. Like just walking up from the back of the plane to the front. Mm -hmm. I do remember that. I remember the ambulance guy handing me his phone saying, thanks for your service. You can use my phone. I remember that. 100%. Yeah, that's why I bring it up. Is where it's the, if it does happen, just kindly say no. And, wow. and then if it magically shows up in your account for like Delta or Southwest later, you can claim you don't know what it's about. So I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Even the bottle of wine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we got another story in the back. At dec- decades ago when I finished residency, I thought it was pretty cool to put, you know, DO at the end of my name on when I signed up for airlines. Oh, no. United. Well, decades later, I'm now flying to Hawaii with my family, and I'm sound asleep, and some stewardess comes up, Dr. Zelensky, you're needed up in first class. I'm like, what's going on? They didn't even announce that there's a doctor in the house. They just saw that I was a registered doctor on the airplane. But now that I'm a traveling doctor now, I'm more hyper-aware. I took that off my ID. But I just finished a conference for travel medicine. Each airline has an actual doctor kit on every airline. And there's an app that says they have everything from nitro to everything you need. And like that lady up there said, hey, you know, if you need a blood glucose finger stick, there's like 20 diabetics on the airplane to say, give me a glucose finger stick and you'll have 20 of them. But we've had cases where I'd be on a family vacation and they would come up to me 
But I utilize the galley. That's my little ER trauma bay. Instead of putting them on the seat, making everybody get out of the way, but it's nice to have a kit where they actually give it to you and they say, open it up. You got everything you need. And that's kind of nice. But to get compensated, the airlines now have a law phrase that says, hey, thank you for your service. We would like to give you free rewards, even though you didn't ask for any compensation. You know, before they would give you like, unlimited miles, a couple of round tip tickets, but now they've changed the dynamics. Like, hey, I'm just there to be with my family, happen to provide a service that I'm trained for, that's all I do. But they do have a little law verbalage that says, hey, thank you for your service, please accept these you know, airline miles plus. I was gonna say, I, I responded to a Southwest trip right after graduation, traveling out west, responded to an in-flight emergency, and then two months later there were a large number of miles deposited in my account that I did not actually earn. And then in there, there was a little note that said, thank you for your help on this specific date. And I was like, oh, that happened when I was on the flight. So, But because I didn't ask for it and because it didn't give me to a day of, I think I was okay because of that. So now we have another one. Yes, about well, 15 or so years ago, during a martial arts competition, without going into much detail, I had to tend to my own opponent. Basically played a medic at that point. It was that's, a. That's got to be hard though. It's like I just busted your nose. And I'm it wasn't happy it wasn't the I nose. Won. It was a liver kick. Ooh. Okay. Well. So it just landed, and he went down, and I took a knee, and I saw that he wasn't getting up, so I went to his side, and I let the medics who were present know what I did. So that's an interesting medical chart. Patient was roundhouse kicked by opponent who then resuscitated him successfully. <laughs> like, that'd be an interesting note to read from the medical standpoint, that you were both his injurer and his savior at the same time. It's kind of cool. So, Does anyone document anything, like in your own kind of separate, I don't know, we all probably don't have personal EMRs, but do you keep any record of the services or like people that you I have assisted a, outside of your job? Yeah, I went to a, a session when I was a resident, and it was about treating your family members and friends when I talked about I really shouldn't, but... It was the whole, like, we know you're going to, so here's some best practices. And I have a Google folder, my Google Drive, that's just medical care outside the hospital. And I, it's, I, just, I jot down some stuff. You know, it was, on, it was on the following flight. The patient had the following information. Or was at a soccer game. This happened. Recommended to go to the emergency department. So I do, I do like, a little, like, two-sentence something. That way it's there. If for some reason it was to come up, do you have any record of this? So I think it, you can also, I mean, nowadays you can use text messages like those are documentation. So if somebody's texting you, hey, what should I do about this? You can be, you should go to the ER and you have a screenshot now that literally says, here's what the advice that you gave yeah. or something like that. But yeah. Well, this was a really good conversation, Chris. Thanks for the question. Yeah. I appreciate it. That was fun. So if you made it to the end, we want to thank you for doing so. And also, if you've had a cool emergency or managed a cool medical case outside of the hospital, we'd love to hear from you. Please email us at emovereasy at gmail.com with the content, and maybe we'll pick it to be a part of an upcoming show or a short stack. And don't forget, we are the official podcast of the American College of Osteopathic Emergency Physicians. To learn more about this awesome organization and how you can attend an upcoming C event live and in person and see your hosts of EM Over Easy, head on over to acoep.org today. Also, don't forget to follow us on our social media pages to get the most up-to-date information and get news on all the fun that's going on with our show by visiting us on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Until next time, thanks so much. Mm -hmm.